for now, uh, it is the turn of Barbara Friedman. It's Barb's Wire. She's taking a look at things trending, and she's identified three things that are Cape Town City related. Yeah, I mean, Welcome. all three stories touch on the city of Cape Town. Um, and the first was a post by the Atlantic Seaboard Ward Councillor, Ward 54 Councillor Nicola Joel, who posted uh, late yesterday. Um, about the tent city court update, and I'm sure those of you who've driven along um, the, the beach road through to the stadium area will have seen on the left-hand side next to the tennis courts the homeless encampment that has been there for a pretty long time now and that the city of Cape Town and the ward have been working really hard to try and resolve. And uh, she has now reported that the court heard the city's eviction application for 10 City past judgment. And to quote her, after a long road of hard work and all possible elements covered, the court supported us and granted the eviction order. And she says it's been a long road and at times... Um, potentially derailed by a particular person who a political agitator who was very unhappy with this process but she says the goodness uh, that you know sanity has prevailed in her view and the courts have ruled and so now there is a legal ruling she says that the arrangements are underway to assist those people that have already indicated they will move voluntarily and social development will continue to offer alternative options until the eviction takes place and um yeah, look, the, the next step is the sheriff of the court to serve the notice, and it's never pleasant. I mean, let's not fool ourselves. I mean, these situations are very, very difficult. And, you know, as much as I don't like to see people being evicted, I don't think those kinds of situations are necessarily long-term sustainable options either. And so it's a very difficult situation. I also know that the city is trying to find alternatives, but we also know there are people who don't want to go into institutions. They don't want to go into homeless shelters. They don't want to give up their possessions. They don't want to give up their pets. Uh, there's so many factors at play, and I certainly am not sitting here because I have a solution. Um, but for now, this is a legal eviction, and, um, you know, they're really trying to find, they say, a dignified, an option for people to live a more dignified life off the streets. There are hundreds and hundreds of comments on Nicola Joel's Ward 54 post. A lot of people saying, you know, well done to the city. I'm so, we're so glad that this has happened. But at the same time, a lot of people saying it's not an easy situation and it's never easy to see people being forced off wherever they're living. Yeah. I, th I think you can hold two views at the same time on this. Yeah, but w while there's a legal process, um, that must run its course. It must run its course. And it's frustrating because it takes a very, very long time indeed. And it has taken the city a very long time for this point to be reached. And a so point has been reached. It has been reached. Unless there is some kind of appeal. <laughs> well, I suppose. <laughs> that legal opinion. You know, people are also saying, well, you know, are these people going to just move to another section? You know, are they going to end up on the island in the middle of the one area where people are building little homes? So, you know, it's a much bigger it's a much bigger problem. That legal opinion stands whether you like it or not. I think that's 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 what I'm, I'm 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 saying. But but the the problem is a big one. We spoke briefly to Mayor Johnny Lewis about it yesterday, um, and he was uh, speaking specifically about the new safe spaces that he's opened or that will be open mm -hmm. in Jan across the way. There's one down the road, Ebenezer. Road. Ebenezer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the needs are great. And the needs are they in Weinberg. They are in Goodwood. They are Absolutely. in Belleville. They are in Tableview. Uh, East County's uh, upwards of 8,000 people. 
Oh my god! Our homeless on the streets of Cape Town. Um, he admitted that they're playing catch up, and it's going to take a while to catch up. And it's a growing problem. It's not as if we are stemming the tide just yet. No, I agree. And that's what makes me sad is that, uh, and this is not just our city. I mean, I see videos of cities all around the world where these homeless encampments are just growing and growing. And for me, the problem is it's just a gap between you know, the wealthy and the poor and just people who've fallen through the cracks and can't, kind of can't get themselves back up. I know, just to me, it's an indictment on where our world is at. Um, but I think the model of a safe space is great because it does, do it does give you all of that kind of social services that you need in Absolutely. order to get your life And I do think the city is, is doing quite a lot. So let's see what happens. Okay. I'm going to move on to another, well, a more positive Cape Town, city of Cape Town story. And you've just done your little interview on it. So I feel like I don't have much more to say. But I just caught my eye all over the mayor's pages, all over the Musenberg pages that I follow. And that is what you were talking about. The Musenberg Heights are finally restored. We've been following this process for months. You, the radio, our radio has covered quite a few um, stories about them, speaking to councillors over the months about the cost of those beach upgrade. I think it was about 5.9 million rand, that restoration project. And now as season hits... There we go. They're looking gorgeous. I hope it lasts. The mayor was out there, as he does, with his, as you said, with his surfboard. Um, there and is a photograph, path. a lovely photograph of him walking with his surfboard. And his side he, path. And his side path. Whether he caught any waves, I mean, I was listening to you at the end of your interview now, and I was going to say that the berg is actually notoriously not a great surf spot as the summer hits. It's a winter surf spot. Okay. The waves get smaller and smaller and smaller, and you have to go and find other. I sound like a big expert here, which I'm so not. But the Musenberg surf, that area, surface corner, actually the surf there is generally a lot, very, very small in summer. Can you surf? Did you? No, oh. my partner surfs, so he oh. loves the um, through winter and surfs like almost every day. It's um, a wonderful story of a woman surfer. Find other locations. That so. um, found a balance there and, and she lived for the support. I mean, I, I wish that I did. I'm not a great sea baby. I just, I'm not like, I grew up right at the sea. I grew up at the beach. And I'm not, um, I'm just not. It's not my thing. So just tell us about these, these huts. Were they really in a decay? They were really. And I was there like over the time really sometimes. They were falling apart. They were absolutely falling apart. And it was a really, it was really sad to see. Uh, and now they, they actually have a list of all the things. They res replaced the f ground floor joists, timber bearers, the roof rafters with treated timber. They replaced the side panels and roof covering um, with special cladding. Uh, they've reconstructed the timber staircase um, and so on and so on. The benching inside, the benches inside the beach huts. I mean, I just remember when I was a little girl and we used to go to Musenberg for the day. Mm. But I was there maybe eight months ago and actually I walked up the stairs of one. I mean, they were absolutely falling apart. Okay. Well, it looks like a pretty yeah. They look beautiful now mm. and I hope that we can maintain them. And uh, yeah, long may they last. Absolutely. And then you're not really happy with the city of Cape Town about the next one. I, I'm I know that. Yeah. And this is, um, I'm revisiting the story. I feel an update is required. And this is about the C2, CT2 troop of baboons um, that have sort of moved away around the sort of uh, 
what's it called? The Kloof, um, up, up near Constantia at the top there. I want to say Sekabosi, but it's not Sekabosi. It's the top of Cecilia Forest. Sorry, I'm getting it completely wrong. What's it called? The Neck there, at the top of um, Constantia. They sort of hang out in that area. And they've moved, as I said in the last time I spoke, they've moved slightly over the boundary that the city set for the monitoring. And so the city has withdrawn monitoring for that troop. Jenny Trithawan and Baboon Matters and other groups in the area have been raising money for the monitors, their little troop of brilliant monitors. And they have spent, I think, 600,000 rand this year of their own money raised to keep the monitors going. But that has now really become difficult. And Jenny spoke about it on, on your show recently, and she's just posted over the last few days that the troop are really, really taking, uh, taking strain. And she posted uh, yesterday that a car drove, it's a white bucky, drove deliberately straight into the troop and injured two of the baboons, one mom, I think, and uh, a little little one called Hope. And um, this SPC are now trying to trap Hope to try and fix her leg. And um, she's, the baboon matters is saying, is calling on Jordan Hill Lewis, our mayor, and saying, please come and visit the troop and see for yourselves what is going on. They have such brilliant monitors, they're so well trained already. Can they not find some budget just to include this troop in their budget and make sure that that they are taken care of. They're running all over that road. Um, it's not an easy situation. Um, this mom, mommy baboon full of lacerations that was hit by the car. Um, she's already got a permanent hole in her face thanks to an illegal shooter. And the mom is carrying her two-month-old daughter whose leg appears to be badly broken. Help is on the way, but of course the Cape of Good Hope SPCA is on its way to help. But they're tr- struggling to dart dart them you know it's always a it's a, it's a, it's a job and um baboon matters is just saying they're very angry at at the mayor at the city um they've approached the team they've approached them to help and they've had no response so yes jordan hill lewis we love some of the things you do we don't love this and so if you could i don't know if you guys can maybe even get hold of him and see if he's willing to talk about the ct2 troop but i know a lot of the public actually do care deeply about what happens to the baboons yeah, and we are increasingly encroaching on, on, their, on their space. And so it's just one troop that really, there really are monitors. Can't they just expand the mandate? It was part of their mandate. Maybe they can explain to you why they're not prepared to do it, because they're not explaining mm, to any of the baboon groups. But Louis says, it's, is it Orange Clove that you're talking about? No, I think I was talking about, um, maybe it could well be. I'm, okay. I'm not probably getting the, the markers correct. Um, but they, they're moving down that sort of area so that they end up in Kirstenbosch at times. Yeah. So it's on that side of the valley as opposed to on the Constantia proper side where there is another troop called Constantia 1. And I think there's Constantia 2. And this breakaway troop is called C2, CT2. And it is a smallish troop. I don't think it's more than 20. But there's a baby with a broken leg. Being carried by her mom, and that's not the okay. Baby's, baby's been named Hope. Yes. Sure would bring some hope to hope. Let's see what we can do on that front. Thank you. Barbara, Barbara Friedman, quarter to 10.